0: If you listen to other people's stories, you can't help but start thinking, if I was in that situation, how would I react? Right. And if how one person's reacting looks really stupid, file it away. So the next time you're in that situation, you know what? It was stupid when that person said it. So why is it going (laughs) to be any better when I say it?
1: Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. I'm Dr. Emily, and on today's show, I'm joined by TV personality and icon, Jerry Springer. And we're talking about his new show, Judge Jerry on NBC. Plus, I answer your sex, dating, and relationship questions. Topics include what Judge Jerry is all about, human connection, relationships, and yes, entertainment. How to maintain a happy marriage, courtesy of Jerry Springer. Ways to up your oral sex game when you've gotten some negative feedback and what to do when you're married and in love, but you're starting to get feelings for someone else. All this and more. Thanks for listening. So how often has this happened to you? You just got done with a sweaty, hot round of sex and now you got to clean up. So what do you use? Like, where do you go? Especially if it's really messy, drippy. I mean, you know what happens. Well, that's where freshies come in. So my good friends, Lauren, Michael, and Weston at Woo More Play, you know them. I've been telling you about their coconut love oil for months because I'm obsessed with it. Well, they created freshies. They're all natural, pre-moistened towelettes made with organic ingredients like aloe vera extract, cranberry, vanilla water, and coconut water. And of course, they're pH balanced, free of alcohol, parabens, dyes, and they're hypoallergenic. So you're also going to love the packaging. I mean, Freshies wipes are individually wrapped and come in a little package that look like an old school cigarette box with a flip top. It's just so cool. Each box has 10 wipes that you can keep in your purse, your car, your gym bag, wherever. And the directions on the box are Everything. It just says directions. If you have to ask, you probably don't have a vagina. Brilliant. Trust me, you want these. To find freshies from Woo More Play, just go to sexwithemily.com slash woo. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash w-o-o and use code Emily for a special discount. Get dirty, get clean, and repeat. Look
0: into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes.
1: to sex with emily we're talking about sex relationships and everything in between for more information check out sexwithemily.com. you're gonna love our website chock full of information to help you have better sex and relationships and find me on all social media it's at sex with emily across the board all right guys i hope you enjoy the interview with jerry springer jerry you're actually like a cultural icon
0: i apologize okay but
1: you really <laughs> are hope. I mean, well-known for your talk show, The yeah. Jerry Springer Show. Yeah. And now you have a new show, Judge Jerry on NBC, yeah. which I've been binging on. Well, thank you. Of course. I do yeah. my work. Yes. And so I feel like that you have such an amazing way of getting people to communicate, which I was realizing we have a lot of similarities because my whole thing on the show is, you know, people call in, they ask for yes. advice. I always say, communication is a lubrication. Yeah. Get your yeah. partner to talk. And I feel like, you know, it's 75 now. You have a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience. You've been helping people for a long time. So now with Judge Jerry, what has made you want to do this show at this time?
0: Well, it wasn't my idea. Um, (laughs) I was getting ready to stop taping the the Jerry Springer show. And we've been doing that for 27 years. So being 75, it was, you know, it was time. I thought I wasn't crazy about it, but it really was time. And literally one month before our last day of taping, Sean O'Boyle comes in. He's head of sales for NBC. And he comes into the office. He says, do you have a minute? I say, yeah. And and he stands up and shuts the door. And that scares me because when they shut the door, (laughs) this can't be good news. He says, you're a lawyer. How about doing Judge Jerry? And I just thought about it literally for a few seconds. I said, yeah. And as it turned out, it's the only job I've ever been trained for. Every other job I've had, and I've been real lucky in life, has been handed to me. It's not anything I went to school for. Right. But this was, you know, finally all the money my parents put into law school.
1: <laughs> They're like, right, <laughs> exactly. Right.
0: And it's the first grown-up job I've had in 30 years. Right. So, uh, the other,
1: so But that was a real job, showing up for 27 years.
0: No. It's, no? I, I, I'll tell you what. To be a talk show host, I mean, on the kind of show that I was doing, which was a circus, you only need three lines. You need to be able to say, you did what? Come on out. We'll be right back. <laughs> if you can do those three lines, you're a talk show host. Yeah. What else did I do? It was, I mean, it was great fun, but anybody could have done it. I happen to have been a host of a show that took off. Yeah. But it wasn't because of anything I was doing.
1: Well, I would like to, I would like to, to dispute that because I believe that you are somebody who has a personality that you, kind of, you don't judge people you kind of help people see what is morally right. Even when all the craziness was going on with the Jerry Springer show, you were still kind of the voice of reason in the room. But now with with Judge Jerry, you really are. Like you are it's a little more control. I mean it is controlled. Like you are kind of seeing these people come to you
0: yeah this is right. this is it's, you're dealing oftentimes with the same kind of issues.
1: that's what's going to say. What are yeah. the
0: issues? Well, it's small claims. It's five thousand dollars and less, so it's automobile accidents. It's landlord tenant. it's uh, a guy has a fiance. He gives her a ring. Will you please marry me? She says yes, and he slips their engagement ring on her finger. Two months later, she finds out that he's cheating on her. She breaks off the engagement. He wants his ring back. Does he get it back?
1: Does he get it back?
0: Oh, watch, Judge Jerry? <laughs> no. Uh, well, yes, and I'll explain more. Okay, why. Okay, why? Uh, there is, if he would have given her the ring for Christmas, let's say, that's a gift. Mm. When you give an engagement ring, that's a, what we call a conditional gift. Will you marry me? If she says yes, she gets the ring. So she's accepting the ring as a condition of marrying him. That was the agreement. Right. He didn't just say, hey, have a ring, you know, looks pretty on you. Will you marry me? Yes. Here's the ring. If she breaks it off, even though she had every reason to, she has to give the ring back because right. the agreement was, if I marry you, you're giving me this ring. Right.
1: Okay. That makes sense. I mean, the ones, but the ones that I saw, I watched a few and a lot of it was families. It was like, it was like a father and an uncle, right? They were fighting over meatball sandwiches. The daughter gets a bill for, you know, over, you know, 1,400 bucks.
0: You really have watched. Of
1: course, dude. This is my job. How can I sit and talk to you if I don't know what's going on? You're very
0: good at what you do.
1: thank you. Same with you, which is why I'm very interested in this, okay. because I feel like because when I'm watching them there was a family, a mother and daughter, the daughter owed the mom money. And I thought, are we really just do we just not have the right tools to to operate as humans? Do we not know how to communicate? Have we not learned? Are we not teaching in schools? And, you know, what do you feel like a lot of it really is just getting people to know the right thing?
0: The thing is with a little with law no, sprinkled in. There's no school for um, becoming a parent. And, you know, people have kids with absolutely, and not because they're bad human beings, they haven't acquired the skills, maybe because they didn't have parents that taught them those skills. So we all of a sudden are bringing children into the world without the skills of teaching them how to deal. So maybe, maybe they grew up, in a household where things weren't talked out in a reasonable fashion, where you didn't learn responsibility, where you didn't have a moral code that says, if someone is doing this, I should be nice to that person, or this is a family member. Because I agree, and I said in, in some of those cases, why would you ever sue your own kid? Right. or Or a grown daughter, why are you suing your mom?
1: Right. Right. You know
0: what are you guys going to do at Thanksgiving? It's exactly. bad. Yeah, it's bad enough that we have to watch that we can't talk about Trump because that'll go crazy. Right.
1: Let's not talk no. about politics. Yeah.
0: So right. and now we can't even. So it is sad that it reaches that. But in a civilized society, there has to be some structure whereby disputes can be settled without grabbing weapons. Right. So the reason you have a judicial system. The reason you have a court system is that these disagreements can be worked out where everyone is going to accept what the result is.
1: And they have to. You like can, the argument's over right. there. It has to be yes. at least.
0: And if we don't have that, we don't have a civilized society. Right. Then we will have anarchy, chaos. Total violence, et cetera.
1: Well, what do you think about, so if you're t- in your 27 years of doing the Jerry Springer show and now just a month into your new show, yeah. Judge Jerry, which everyone should check out.
0: Yeah, it NBC Universal uh, syndicates it, but you check with your uh, your local, local listings okay? because it's in every city in America. Congratulations. But, um, I had nothing to do with Judge that. JudgeJerry.com. So, yeah. yeah. uh, but they, it, they sold it in every city in America. So you just check whatever community you're in and, and see what that, it's a daytime show. Right. So So it is
1: daytime. But here's what I want to know, though. How do you think in the last 27 years we're doing this? has Has Americans changed that much? Or has your audience changed? Like, do you think that we are with technology, for example, that we're actually way worse at communicating? Are you kind of seeing similarities? Like, oh, it's really kind of the same issues there was 20 years ago. People don't have people aren't. Most of us have childhoods that have some challenges I would say the majority of us and I would also say the bright side of that is if you do the work most of us are kind of here to work through that stuff
0: well we I start off on the assumption that we are all social beings that if you had television 2,000 years ago you would have had talk shows and if we have television 2,000 years from now we'll still have talk shows we are social beings it used to be 2,000 years ago that people would gather in the town square or in the marketplace and just chat with each other about what's going on. Oh, did you hear what happened to so-and-so? Right. And that is being a human being. It's why we're different than trees or even animals. We we communicate about what's going on with people. We're social. And that the only thing that's different today is where we always talked about what, our neighbor, what was going on in our neighborhood, because of technology, our neighborhood today is the planet Earth. Right. So through first radio and then television and then social media and the internet, now our neighborhood is the planet. We know more about the Kardashians than we do about who's living next door we to us. We don't know our
1: neighbors, yeah. which I think is a huge problem. We're it, all so yeah. disconnected.
0: Yeah. So it's like, so I'm not. So if you ask me 30 years ago, we're talking about the same things and we will always talk about it. We will always talk about people and what their current problems are. Think about it. Every day we're alive, there are at least 100 decisions that we have to make. We're not even conscious that it's a decision. You know, Uh, which way are we going to go to work today? What am I going to wear? Uh, My kid asked this question, should I go? Take the kid to the soccer game mm-hmm. or what about, other you know, words, we're constantly making decisions. If you just mathematically know that every human being on earth is making a hundred decisions a day, just mathematically, the odds are that some of those decisions will turn out not to be right. Right. Not because it's a bad human being, but because sometimes you don't have all the information, you're under stress, whatever. So they're going to be conflicts. Right just mathematically there are going to be conflicts and therefore we have to have a system communication is obviously the best way to do it but not everyone has the same communication well, that's skills the thing
1: this is the main thing people are always like oh sex with Emily what do you talk about all day or it's like no, mostly my job is I'm helping people communicate yes. what do you want what does your partner yeah. want how do you talk about it and so what do you think like and I know you've always been very you're not judgmental you vote people are your beloved like your list you are I mean really and I, And so what do you think it is about your upbringing that, how did you get set up for this? How do you know the right thing? I'm not saying you haven't made mistakes. Perhaps you have. Yeah. But but what is that about, like, your upbringing? And what would you love to see parents? Well,
0: I lucked out in the gene pool of parents. If you think about it, 99% of what we are, we had nothing to do with. There's not one person I've ever met, and there's not one person listening to your audience today That had anything to do with the decision to be born, to whom they'd be born, in what era, in what country, with what brain, with what health, with what environment. You know, there's nothing to do with that. I could take Bill Gates, admittedly one of the most, what we would all agree, successful people you can imagine. If Bill Gates had been born in Ethiopia, he would have been dead at the age of five. So therefore... Virtually everything that happens in our life, we had nothing to do with. Now, the last one percent, we work really hard, and some of us will turn out to do be, make better decisions. Maybe because they were born with a better brain. I had great parents; they guaranteed that I would get to school, that I would learn. You know, it's Now you're using
1: the law degree. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so you know that that's it. But if I didn't have my parents and had perhaps different parents who weren't. W- weren't either as smart or weren't given the opportunities or whatever, who knows? So it's, um, I-, I think if we're conscious of that, first of all, we wouldn't be so elitist. We wouldn't be, well, I made it, why can't they? Right. You know, no one should say, I made it on my own. Right. Nobody, Nobody makes, makes it, it on their own. own. I mean, just get over it. Right. You know, when you're sitting alone in the room at night, before you go to sleep, just think about it. Don't we all? You know, those are people who have been quote successful in life. We know this is a show. I mean, my gosh, how did I get this?
1: Right. Well, you how know? did you though, Jerry? Like, what? I know you're saying you're so humble, and you're like, oh, I'm just. I have I reason to be. I, didn't I have do a but say, welcome to the yeah. show. You're yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, I was just really good at saying, and we'll be back after this. But that's not true. Like, I feel like there has to be some things at 75. What could we learn? Like, what are you hoping people learn from the show, watching your new show, Judge Jerry? which I got sucked in.
0: Well, I mean, what I'd like, you know, it's the same thing I told my daughter or my grandson, Um, uh, is, you know, just be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's, if if that would be the only rule in life, be nice. And if you're nice, you won't hurt someone. If you're nice you won't steal if you're nice you won't be inconsiderate right you won't inf- purposely inflict pain um if you're nice you'll be charitable right. i mean it's it's not that Difficult.
1: Okay, but 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 in the sense, okay. So I'm going back to the meatball sandwich one because I was really into that episode. I'm okay. like, how is this father suing his daughter over? It was their uncle who made the sandwiches for the bill, and right. then all of a sudden, what I love was there was a moment where he's like, you well, you in the daughter's hand, they're crying like, I can't afford this bill, yeah. and he's like, but you, you never listened to me, you're a teenager, and then the husband you married was against my will, and you're like, that's the problem here. So it oh, all goes course. down to that she went oh. against her father and married someone he doesn't like, and now for years yeah. they've been. So, I guess he would probably think, he's a really nice guy, the the dad. He probably, his employees like him, his family likes him, but people don't know how to resolve conflicts, and then they just sort of, they just sort of insidious. Well, here's what
0: I think happens, and if I had your job for a day, and I am not qualified (laughs) to have it, but the one advice I, you know, when people like, because of the show, would ask, you know, I'm having... This problem with my wife or her husband or whatever. When the things people are yelling about are most often not the thing they're upset exactly. about.
1: Exactly. Yep. There's people calling about always, things I'm like, that's not the question.
0: Right. Right. That's and and you know, uh, when I tease around about guys, you know, not understand my wife yells at me for this and, and now we're fighting. I said You're getting drawn into the fight over taking out the garbage. She's not yelling at you because the garbage hasn't been taken out. She's yelling at you because there's something that she asked you to do that you don't think is important enough to listen to and to just do it because she's going to feel better about it. That you thought "Eh, you made your own decision. It's not that important. You're going to watch the game instead. And this could have been building up. Oh, for years. You, you she walk hasn't into the house and him, all of a right. sudden she's throwing things at you, you know, <laughs> right. verbally. And, and you just say, but it's the thing that they're yelling about is not what they're angry about. So instead of getting into a who can shout louder or use the bigger curse words, just deep breath.
1: I believe that everybody needs therapy to help them. Did you ever have therapy? You've been married for a long time
0: 46 years. Okay.
1: Do you guys ever have therapy? No.
0: no. So,
1: what's the secret to your success?
0: (laughs) Marry the perfect woman. Come on. That's (laughs) not fair.
1: We were all trying for that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know. I know. Anything Uh, to say
1: in our final seconds here?
0: Oh, uh, (laughs) if you love someone, the first question always has to be, and even drill it into yourself, what's going to make her happy?
1: Okay. What up? Is it happy wife, happy life? The way, Like the happy wife, happy life thing. How about making you, okay, that makes sense. What but makes if
0: she's, because you know what? If I'm not happy because something happened great with her. Right. Then how much do I really love her? You know. I, if you're threatened or when jealous. When you're young. Yeah. When you're young and you fall in love with someone. Hey, I could argue that's the most selfish thing in the world. Because the truth is, you love that person because they're making you feel great. Right. You love the way she looks. You love the way she treats you. You love the way that she just stares at you. And you, you know, it's it's all you. You you don't love someone out of charity. Yeah, no, it's true. you know it's what she you. really likes me. <laughs> so okay, I'll marry her. No, but when you're together, after a while, it's like with your kid or with now with our grandson. Honestly, the happiest thing if he got a great report card, and the last two days we've just been bubbling over it. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, we never thought that he was taking it seriously. Right. And he's got these great grades. So, you know, that if if you can be happy because they did well.
1: Right. Because someone else is happy. Your partner's happy. Yeah.
0: And if that doesn't really make you that
1: happy, then think about it. Right. Are you threatened? Are you jealous? What's it bringing up for you? Which is why I think we need therapy or listen to judge. Okay, so Judge Jerry, people can find it. Uh, JudgeJerry.com or JerrySpringer.com, uh, JudgeJerryTV on Instagram. We'll put all this in the show notes as well. Um, is there, I'm trying to think, uh, what else there, Jerry? Thank you. What can people get from watching the show? What do you hope besides being entertained?
0: Um, I think when we hear other people's stories, we, I know that, you know, if if you listen to other people's stories, you can't help but start thinking if I was in that, just like we were talking Mm -hmm. before. If I was in that situation, how would I react? Right. And if how one person's reacting looks really stupid, file it away. So the next time you're in that situation, you know what? It was stupid when that person said it. So why is it going (laughs) to be any better when I say it? Which is why
1: we love watching the human condition because we are all mirrors. So thank you for the new show, Judge Jerry. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into your email questions. Ah, the bush. It's an evergreen topic around here. I mean, no pun intended. There's trimming, there's shaving, there's waxing, there's even which shapes are in or out. But typically we're only talking about vulva owners. Well, that ends today because this one is for all you penis owners out there. And you get to decide how short you wanna mow your lawn. I mean, the one truth I've heard is when you make an effort, it's always appreciated. Problem is, men haven't always had the best options in terms of tools to get things under control below the belt. Well, this is where my man comes in. And by man, I mean manscaped, the number one choice for precision male grooming tools. They even gave it an awesome name, the Lawn Mower 2.0. This is a purpose-built electric trimmer with their proprietary skin-safe technology. This is every Manscaper's dream. No more snags or nicks on your man parts. And my listeners can get it for 20% off and ship free at manscaped.com with code EMILY. There's also the Crop Cleanser Hair and Body Wash, the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and the Crop Reviver that tones and refreshes the skin. Guys, seriously, when you're ready to raise your partner's eyebrows for the right reasons, please check out Manscaped. They've got this whole grooming thing locked down. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code EMILY at manscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code EMILY. I want to tell you about one of the oldest and most trusting relationships in my life. It's probably the only one that's like never really let me down. I'm talking, of course, about the magic wand. I mean, the magic wand was a big part of my life, even before I started the show. And it's not going anywhere in my life or anyone else's. I mean, you want to know why? The magic wand has been delivering pleasure for 50 years. That's a long time. And it's still the best-selling massage wand in the world. I think it has something to do with all that power. I mean, they don't call it the Cadillac of vibrators for nothing. Whoa, it's a good one. And even though it's not easy to improve on something so timeless, they did it again with the latest version called the Magic Wand Plus. And it is awesome. So like the original, the Magic Wand Plus is a full-size plug-in massage wand. It features a soft silicone head, easy-to-use controls, and variable speed that lets you go from a low rumble to OMG with the push of a button. And if you don't have a magic wand in your life, trust me, you should. There are now three models to choose from, original, rechargeable, and the all-new Plus. You can see them all and get one for yourself at sexwithemily.com slash magicwand. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash magicwand. all right it's time for emails with emily i love answering your questions it's why i'm here so if you want a question answered on the show go to sexwithemily.com, click the ask emily tab fill out the short form or just email me feedback at sex but always include your name your age where you live
2: and how you listen to the show thanks guys okay i'm here with producer jamie you want to read the email of course but of course okay this first one comes to us from rowan who is 23 in glasgow Okay, hi, Dr. Emily. I've just discovered your podcast and I love it. I have a question for you. My boyfriend is getting really worried that he can't please me when we're having sex, which has led to him not wanting to have sex most of the time. He finishes quite quick, whereas I take ages, so don't tend to orgasm. I suggested we spend longer on foreplay, but this made him anxious too. How do I help him feel comfortable about sex again so we can get back to having a great sex life? Also, any tips for him to last longer? Thanks so much.
1: All right, Rowan23, here's the deal. Um, I love that you um, are realizing that, yeah, you actually need some foreplay to have your orgasm, which is, just so you know, the majority of women. Remember that only 20% of women will orgasm through penetration. And for the majority of women, 80%, we need clitoral stimulation um, to get us there. So what I suggest is that you have a talk with him outside the bedroom when you guys are just chilling and you just say to him, listen, I really want to like talk about our sex life. I love you, our relationship, the sex we're having, but I really would love to let, you know, explore together about what would make me feel good and you could let him know what kind of foreplay you require. Now, for many women, it could be kissing, touching, slowing down, oral sex, using his fingers, using, you know, his hands. The reason why he seems anxious about it is because he probably doesn't know what to do to please you, which is very common. You know, and I think for a lot of men, they just kind of shut down around foreplay because they don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. So I think that having a talk and saying, let's explore together would be great, a great place to start and let them know that you can show them things that you like. I also like the idea of mutual masturbation because I'm hoping that you already know how to orgasm or you've had orgasm on your own. If you haven't, this goes for everyone listening. You got to do it all on your own. It really helps to masturbate on your own to figure out what feels good. Now, if he's not lasting long enough, that's another thing. He has to work on that himself as well. For men who are, I'm I'm going to assume he's a premature ejaculator, so coming before he wants to, um, he has to work on edging essentially is what we call edging. And that's masturbating where he's about to orgasm and then he stops. So he's he's figuring out ejaculatory control so he can learn to regulate it when you're having sex it's important for him to do his keggle exercises. They're great for men and for women. I know that really helps men last longer. He can also use Permescent, which is a delay spray. Um, you don't need a prescription for it. It helps men last 64% longer in bed, which is pretty awesome. You spray it on, you just wait 10 to 20 minutes. During that time, he can actually go down on you and please you and make sure that you have your orgasm, and then he's gonna be ready to go. So that could be a quick fix. Um, But just remember, there are no quick fixes to sex, to be honest. It's a lifelong process of understanding your body, having really smart conversations, and they get a lot easier as we have them. Um, The conversations get easier, but also your sex life gets better. So, it's worth
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I agree. Right? It does. It just, with anything, even when you have, like, the best partner in the world... There's going to be a point where you have to work on it to make it better. Yes.
1: Because it'll get, it'll change. It'll get boring. Certain positions won't feel good anymore. You're going to want more. Everything gets a little bit stale
2: after Yeah. A while. Isn't that the worst when you have a position that works and all of a sudden you're like, Yeah, I can't. Eh, I'm over it. Exactly. Not that position again.
1: Right. It's so, <laughs> part of the process
2: and you're 23 years old and it's a great time to start having healthy communication now. Okay, this next one comes to us from Colin, who's fifty in Texas. Dr. Emily, I've listened to your show for years and love it, but can't believe I'm actually bringing up this question or topic. I'm a fifty year old male who has been happily married for three years now. My wife's my soulmate, and I would do anything for her. Well, my wife has a best friend who is single that has lived with us for two years now, and I'm finding myself extremely attracted to her, and I'm pretty sure the feeling is mutual. We touch each other in those ways that let each other know we like one another. I fantasize about having a sexual relationship with my wife's friend and having my wife be okay with it. Luckily, she's pretty open-minded, but I don't know how to bring it up to her and I can't get the situation out of my head. Can I actually be in love with two women? Am I a freaking mental case to even think such a thing? I'd really like some advice. I hope you can help in any way. Thank you.
1: All right. okay, so Colin, listen, this is a tough situation, but the thing here is you've been married to your wife for three years, or three years into your marriage, and this woman's lived with you for two years, and so even if your wife is super open-minded, it is her best friend. Now, if you bring it up and you say, you know what, I've been thinking that I'd really like to be with your friend, it's going to be a huge problem, although there's a part of me that thinks, does she not know at all? Like another woman, I don't know how big your house is or how much time you guys spend together, but if your wife came to you and said, Hey, I've been looking at your best friend, I think Bob's really cute, you know, how would you feel about that? So I would recommend that you have a conversation with your wife. Um, about your sex life and just you know ways you guys can keep it interesting and spice it up and and I, I, I actually think that if you really start investing time with your wife and prioritizing your sex life and you know exploring you know touch conversations getting toys doing all the things we talk about on the show every week um, I feel like that could become a new focus for your fantasies like if you guys are trying new things experimenting new things you have a project together that is your sex life. Whether you download our yes no maybe list, you, like I said, take a, you know, watch porn together, figure out new things that'll keep it interesting. That's where your attention's gonna go. But right now, I just have to think that maybe things aren't that interesting. And so it's allowing you to have all this time and all this attention to focus on the other woman. So I feel like if I was one, my best friend was living with, me, with my husband, first off, like my very best friends, this just wouldn't happen. Like they would never be with my husband. Exactly. So I I but I don't know. I feel I'd, like I would under I
2: would be able to read this energy. So maybe she has a sense of it. Maybe she has a sense but also maybe he's he said, Because he says like, oh, we touch each other in those ways that let each other know we like one another. I'm like, but maybe she's just like, because Emily, you, yes. you, you're you very endearing with your friends. You touch, but I'm that doesn't mean you want to sleep friends. with all your friends. No. And
1: I have to tell you that in the past, like in, like, I feel like there've been situations where men have gotten the wrong idea, like guy friends, like, oh, maybe she does like me and I'm just super affectionate and, you know, I hug. And I think that men sometimes can, can notoriously misinterpret yes. women's touch and women's gestures to mean that they're more sexual than they actually are. So I would just be nervous of of risking a lot of drama with this situation.
2: Yeah, I feel like... And it's not even gonna just like put a pin, like wedge in the marriage. It's gonna pin in the pin in their friendship. And then especially if the friend is like, no, dude, that's not even what I was thinking at all. The wife's not gonna trust the friend. Right. And it's like it's gonna be super, super messy. It already is messy in your mind. So I think the good news about sex is
1: a lot of us get wired in these ways that we think it's the only way we can have sex. We have thoughts that are obsessive about sex. We can only orgasm a certain way, or we can't orgasm at all, or even if we're premature ejaculator. Like our last, you know, our last email, it's like these are all learned practices and our brain gets wired but we can rewire our brain with practice of filling it with other thoughts other emotions other activities other ways of moving that can actually allow us to redirect our sex life back towards actually having pleasure and satisfaction that works for us not against us
2: mm-hmm. all right thanks for your email let me know how it goes colin Okay. This next one is from Lauren, who is 25 in Long Beach, California. Hi, Dr. Emily. Thank you so much for your podcast. It is so helpful. My question is about oral sex. I've been single for six years, so I haven't been consistently giving blowjobs like I would be in a relationship. My last boyfriend kind of taught me how as I was, when I was young. I was with him for three years and gave them often, and he always seemed to enjoy them a lot. He would give me positive feedback, and I felt very confident after a while. Fast forward to my single life and the last two guys I slept with complained about my teeth during a blowjob. The boyfriend I mentioned before never said anything about teeth so this was a new realization. I have a very small mouth so I think this might be an issue I didn't know I had. Now I'm very insecure about giving one and I'm worried I will hurt any future guys. This is giving me some anxiety and I'm not sure what to do about it. I saw online tips about covering your lips with your teeth. However, this makes it difficult to get any suction going. If you have any tips, please help a girl out. Thank you so much. All
1: right, Lauren, this is such a great question because I have to tell you that that one of the first tips about giving a blowjob is to cover your teeth. And so I know while you're doing it, like right now, if I sit here... I think it would be hard. My teeth are covered so Jamie's. Without a penis there in your mouth, it'd be hard to picture that would actually be able to work. But you're not necessarily sucking the whole time. It's more like you're moving your mouth up and down. You're using your tongue and you're really just like cupping your... it, It just becomes a practice, you know? It's like riding a bike. I feel like I've been doing it, so I don't even think about it. Like my teeth. I know, same. I, I just they <laughs> automatically go, you have like, no teeth. So I feel like, you know, your first boyfriend, right, <laughs> watch the teeth. So babe, I understand why you have anxiety over it because it's two guys told you this. But I feel like, you know, if you have, if it used a lot of lube, that would be great. We love Woo More Play. It's like a coconut oil lube or Muse, which is water, which is water-based and they're flavored. And that also makes it fun. Our, our producer at Sirius Christina was saying that, that she used the muse um the mint chocolate the mint chocolate giving her husband a blowjob and she does not like giving blowjobs and she's like I gave him the longest blowjob because it tasted so good Um, that's the muse lube but I feel like using you know making sure that your, your mouth is covered and then using your hands you guys our hands are great accessories to any blowjob you can focus on the shaft with your hands and then on the tip just use your mouth use your tongue you know suck around the head the frenulum is the most sensitive part of the penis which is the underside where the shaft meets the tip but also I would even make a joke about I mean like I would even say to the guys like tell me if you like it I want to make sure I'm not hurting you or like you know like you could just look up and say I want to make sure I'm doing this right how does this feel and just be like playful and fun with it because then you'll know be like be sure to tell me I mean I think that women and, and same with men we, they think they have to be perfect at it and then they mm-hmm. don't try just mm-hmm. like our our first email from Rowan and she was saying oh now my boyfriend's anxious about yep. going down on me mm-hmm. or or, for, or about foreplay because literally we just don't know what to do and in your 20s or sometimes people in their goddamn 40s if no one if you but especially you haven't been with as many people they, no one gives you feedback really but now you have two guys in a row so now we know you have to cover your teeth so it's really just a, it's practice and it's being open and knowing that it this is like something that I promise you you can learn it just takes a little bit of practice and if you play for like does this feel good or let me know and just play with it they'll be happy that you you asked and that you're guiding them ask them while you're like it's in your hand and Mm -hmm. you're like how does this feel as you're like licking the tip and so i I understand i you know just be playful with it and um i get the thing about the teeth but once you get in there and you're covering your mouth you're going to understand what i mean you're going to you're covering your teeth you'll understand
2: yeah and i coming from someone i have a you know i have a pretty small mouth but it should the covering of your teeth should not affect the blowjobness. Yeah, in fact, exactly. it kind of makes it easier to keep things wet in a it sense because you can lick that, those parts of your lips, and it feels better for them. Exactly, lick your
1: lick your lips, put some lube on it, keep reapplying lube because a wet blowjob is a happy blowjob. Mm-hmm. So wet, use your hands, use enough pressure, and then just cover up and cover up your teeth and just ask questions and get back out there, girl. Get back on the blowjobs. Make sure you're getting yours, girl. All right, great question. Love a good blowjob. Love all these questions. You now some business with Emily. You can catch me Monday through Fridays from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific on SiriusXM radio. It stars channel 109. You can listen to some awesome sex talk. Call in. Call in if you don't want to email. It's 888-947-8277. You don't even need Sirius. But if you want a free 30-day trial, which I highly recommend, it's sexwithemily.com slash SXM. And oh my God, if you haven't seen it yet, I have my own vibrator necklace. It's gorgeous. It's the Sex with Emily Vesper. It's an elegant vibrator that you wear as a necklace. And it comes in gold, rose gold, and silver. The silver one's like $69. And you can get one of our three phrases that I chose just for you. They're engraved and it's limited edition. You can get I come first, turn me on, or meditate masturbate manifest just go to sex vesper v-e-s-p-e-r um it's a great gift send it to your partner say it's what you want buy it for yourself and uh check it out and uh yeah you guys thank you for listening for supporting the show for giving us five stars wherever you listen and subscribing i so appreciate that that allows us to continue to do three shows a week which we love doing thank you jamie I love you, my producer Jamie, and thanks to my awesome team, Ken, Kristen, Elisa, Michelle, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So if you've been listening to the show, it should be no surprise to you that women typically last longer to orgasm than men. This, my friends, is called the orgasm gap, and now there's something you can do about it. It's called Promescent, and trust me, this stuff really works. Permescent is an over-the-counter topical treatment that enhances men's ability to last longer. No pills, no prescriptions, and no questionable claims. Developed by urologists, permescent isn't your typical delay spray. It's absorbed into the skin instead of staying on the surface, so instead of numbing everything, it leaves you with plenty of sensation. Enhancing your experience is easy. Just apply to the underside of the penis before sex. It's FDA compliant and clinically proven to help men last up to 64% longer. And because Promescent gets completely absorbed, it won't transfer to your partner. It's time to close the orgasm gap, don't you think? Try Promescent for yourself. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash enhance. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash E-N-H-A-N-C-E today.